Hello, and welcome to Two Dudes Talk Tattoos, a podcast about tattooing so great it'll blow the pants off your hind end. I am your kind of sick, I know I'm always sick this year, but my I'm, I'm your sick host, Ryan Othis. You can find me online at bettertattooing.com for all information about tattooing. We should start plugging it a bit differently. Uh, Better Tattooing YouTube channel, and uh, on Instagram, that's R-I-A-N underscore O-T-H-U-S. Uh, the other host of the show is Brian Matthew. You can find him at his fancy, fancy tattoo shops, Scarlet Veil Tattoo in Corvallis, Oregon, and Tailored Fit Tattoo Gallery in Rogers, Arkansas. You can also find him online at Brian Matthew Illustrations on Instagram and Brian Matthew Tattoos. Remember that Matthew has one T. This week, no guest. It's just me and Brian having a good time. It felt really good to sit down and record like this. And so, yeah, I hope you guys like it. We had a lot of fun making this one. It was it was funny. After we stopped recording, we just kind of went... Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> now a message from our sponsor. All right, now that's over with. I think I got some of the uh, phlegm out of my lungs. I might do another take of that. Probably not. I actually have woken up a little bit earlier than normal. Um, I have to do a, a three-hour drive to a shop here to work today and then a three-hour drive home. And some people are like, why are you doing that, Ryan? You're insane. And I said, well, because I've got to work. And sometimes, when you live in one of the most heavily saturated cities in the world, it's it's smart to try and do work outside of your comfort zone. Ah, I'm drinking some coffee. It's uh, 6.30 in the morning, and I figured, let's just be proactive. Let's try to get stuff done ahead of time today. So, here we are. I'm talking to you inside the garage. You can hear the big trucks going by in the morning. It's, it's, good, it's good fun some stuff coming up. I think me and Brian go over it in the show as well. We're going to be doing a convention in uh, in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's the Arklatex, uh Tattoo Convention here uh, at the beginning of October. If any of y'all want to come out, we're going to be doing a live recording out there. Um, I don't even know if we're going to be doing it just at the booth or if we can bug the people there to put us up on stage for a little while and just act like assholes. But that's kind of where we're going to be with that. And uh, check out Brian's website. I think he's posted up like another 40 pieces of artwork this month. It's crazy. Anyways, I don't even know what I'm doing today. It's so early. I kind of have like no common sense. I'm having my cup of coffee. I, I smoke randomly and I'm having a cigarette this morning. And it's it's actually really, really, it's really nice. I don't know why my, my children are sleeping. It just it feels like fall is coming on. And after the past couple weeks with all of the fires and heavy winds and drought and everything I see on the news that makes me just feel a little bit kind of yucky, it's, it's just a nice, peaceful morning. Who would have thought it? Let's just get straight to homework. How about that, folks? Homework this week. I had one, actually, I was thinking about yesterday. And I think maybe we should try to do something more tattoo-centric. How's that? A lot of the stuff I've been saying recently has been like ephemeral. and like, just try to be happy. And I think it's because I've been using this first five minutes of the show as like a form of therapy for myself. <clears throat> Which everyone just has to sit here and listen. Unless you just want to like fast forward. Usually they're going to last between five minutes. Or, you know, maybe ten at the most if I'm just going off on a fucking tangent. But let's stay away from that. Let's go into some tattooing today. Because Brian and I, you know, that's that's kind of what the show is about. And I think if... The homework for this week is if you're deciding to do tattooing, really think about what you want to get out of it. <laughs> There's a lack of apprenticeship in the industry globally. 
because people really don't know what they're doing. There's this con- conflation of application, we'll say, where a lot of people think that it's an art and very few people treat it as a trade. Now, when you're going to be going into something and you think of it as an art form, there, there really isn't a lot of rules that you can apply to it, right? You can to a trade. Now, I would think that that would be something positive if it were only inanimate objects that are going to be you know, affected by your decisions. <laughs> like if you mess up on a canvas, you can still hang it on the wall and say, hey, it's art, you know, whatever. But if a surgeon comes in and is trying to be an artist on your body, it's a little bit scary. You know, if a plumber comes in and they're just like, fuck it, let's just lay this pipe however it looks fun or makes me feel good, you don't like that. So if you're planning on getting into tattooing, you think that it's just going to be a fun way to express yourself, I want you to stop, take a beat, and just think about this stuff. You, you can't get into an industry like this thinking you can get something out of it. So just think about it, eh? Just... Just think about that. If you're not planning on getting into tattooing and you just like listening to the show, well, thank you. Anyways, I'm done rambling. I will see you at the end of the show. Oh, so how's this week been? You've been having a good week? It's, I, I don't know. It was kind of a strange week, I guess. I'm trying to remember what all I actually did this week. <laughs> I did pretty rad consultations, a lot of large scale shit coming up in the future year. Um, the, uh, the shop did a promotional event with the Chamber of Commerce there in Arkansas. I didn't go. I just took the day off and chilled and worked on some artwork and shit. But uh, Cassie and Brooke went and they like instantly got like 500 new Instagram followers and like all kinds of shit. They had oh, a really good. great time. Tons of likes all over Instagram. Um, essentially, they just set up like a big booth with a tent. It looks really rad. It's on yeah, uh, all the social the media. Yeah, stuff, but, cool, uh, yeah, just selling products, shaking hands. Kissing babies, whatever the hell it is they were doing. So apparently they had a really good time with that. Uh, like immediately following that, we had a ton of people coming into the tattoo shop, which is oh, great. Nice. Yeah. Um there was a tattoo that I did that I was stoked about and can't fucking remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a my troublematic client. She herself isn't troublematic. She's actually really rad, but yeah. uh the tattoo itself is problematic yeah uh that's the one that i was sending you pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. of like um her her dermis is incredibly vascular yeah and not only that but she has like varicose veins and spider web veins and show that like literally just all over um yeah. every line every single line had capillaries coming off of it that were full of tattooing like yeah. the whole tattoo was nothing but cobwebs like <laughs> It's the most frustrating and mind blowing thing yeah. I've seen all year. You know, uh, I tattooed her once, and when she came back, we checked it out. Um, some of the ink from the capillaries just kind of stayed. Yeah. So there's a little bit of, you know, runoff coming from the tattoo. Not 
like intensely as a blowout would yeah, look, yeah, but yeah. like a, a faint haziness, essentially. Yeah, that zoomed in uh, picture you which, sent was interesting, right? Because that you could like really see when it was zoomed in, you could just see all the little artifacts off the line. I was like, whoa, maybe you should put that up on the, the website and put a link into the show description or something. So that's yeah, well, wow. So when she came back and we were checking out the healed one, like mm-hmm. the tattoo's super smooth, it feels like perfect skin, everything's saturated perfectly, like the tattoo's not bad, it just has these weird little ghosty veins coming off of it i was like jesus christ <laughs> so i knew going into the next tattoo that it was gonna be this the same result so going into it first i was using lining black and when i would line those capillaries would fill up all right yeah. the picture that i sent you the, all the it's veins just, right yeah. there everything's just packed full of black ink and just looks like insane i like i kind of really dig the way it looks <laughs> but i know that it's not it's productive not... for the tattoo yeah um so i was showing her pictures of it like in real time like look i want you to see like this is what's happening while we tattoo you yeah right so i'm gonna have to change some stuff up and i'm gonna be experimenting while we do this Fuck yeah. and she was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> like she's terrified but uh, at the same time i was like there's there's got to be a better result for how we can go about this hell yeah dude right yeah, what was your setup when so, you first started? Um, so the last time that I tattooed her, uh, I used rotaries and just standard uh, black, you know, like yeah. whatever the fuck I usually use. Um, five liner, three liner, nine mag. Yeah, standard. So this yeah. time when I went to tattoo her, I was like, okay, like my rotary doesn't give a fuck about you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have any give or any of that shit. So I'll use coils this time run them soft and see what happens yeah so pulling the first few lines you know the coil's got a lot more give but it same result just capillaries packed full of black ink i was like what the fuck is and like (laughs) it it wouldn't be that frustrating if it were one or two you know but like seeing so much come from the tattoo is just terrifying (laughs) and like it's just frustrating as fuck, you know? know? Yeah, just each line, as you're pulling it, you can see it happening. You're just like, God, get fucked. Start a new one. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, it was to the point where, like, if I was any lighter with the needle, you know, mm. it just wouldn't put any black yeah. in the skin. Yeah, totally. And, you know, like, I'm obviously not going to tattoo harder. Like, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, I remembered that I had a bottle of black ink that I made. Yeah. So there was a day where I essentially ran out of black. So I grabbed a small bottle and put this really thick ass blue, brown, red, a little bit of black that I had left in this bottle. So it's like thick ass, heavy duty black. Yeah. You know, essentially in painter's terms, that's black. That's black. Yeah. So I took that and I was like, okay, like we're using standard black on you and it's, you know, General consistency is slightly runny. Yeah. I was like, maybe if we had something that a was a little bit viscous. more viscous, yeah. it would be hard for the capillaries to fill up with it. So switched over to super thick ass black and put just a little bit more of my standard black in it, you know, so it wasn't too thick. Yeah. Started the line with that and immediately had better results. No shit. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. So we ended up doing like... I don't know, a good 80% of the tattoo with this really thick ass heavy duty black. 
and like everything went so much better. That's but awesome. Just by standard lining black, no matter what, it was just, it just too runny, I guess, and it was just filling up cap- capillaries. And I was just like, man. But what's startling more than anything is like when you're doing this kind of shit and you start to see cobwebbing coming off the line, you know, like once again, you only see like one or two capillaries coming yeah. off of the line. You don't yeah. normally see five every fucking capillary <laughs> being lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it was just so frustrating, but then we, you know, experimented a little bit yeah, and triage the to, situation. Yeah. Right. Experiments. Fixing things something. up. Yeah. It's on the flights. Crisis management 101, right? Mm-hmm. It's super funny that you were uh, that you're talking about that stuff too, because I was talking with Adira again. We're trying to come up with some new protocols for testing. Because he's trying to figure out how ink gets into the skin right now. So we can try to apply that to those DNA vaccines. And his advisor at the college, his PhD uh, guy was like, everything you're doing is too complex. We need to break this down the most real way we can get it. He's like, you're going to do single needles, single step, single pass, single shot, how much ink goes in the skin. And so we were talking about, and I don't know why this probably has occurred to you before, but I don't know why. We were talking about just the fluid dynamics inside the tube, right? And I was explaining to him like how the well acts, you know, where the needle is inside the actual tube and like where pressure, you know, and position of the needle can like change and increase flow. And I never thought about the end of the tube and the well working together with or without the breather, right? Creating almost like, like a suction on both sides, right? So like as it fills right. up with ink, as the needle's moving through, it pulls back. It's actually drawing pigment from the well down into it, right? And as it hits the skin coming off to off of it, it's breaking that seal. And then some of the, the ink spills out, right? And I have like this epiphany because we've been always talking about lead off the fucking tube, right? If you want better results, lead off the tube. It's just easier and it, it fits better. And I was thinking, dude, that cross-section of the actual te- te- like tube hitting the skin you're changing that 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 stopgap. Instead of being at the end of the tube, you're creating that bubble that actually spins it out and creates almost like a vertices off the skin. And as you're moving, right, right, you're actually increasing that flowability coming out of the tube into the skin. And I'm like, fucking hell. Like just oh yeah, it's, it's like, like a, yeah. If you think about uh the way that like watercolor paint works on your paintbrush. Yeah. The moment it touches paper, it comes into contact with that surface, the surface uh, tension then attracts the water yeah that's called adhesion right adhesion so you get that happening while you're tattooing yeah you can get that bubble of ink while you're running your line that's the best way because if you can keep that bubble consistent you have the same consistent Mm -hmm. flow that's going on and then everything looks fucking pretty and i was thinking about that man like the fucking different substrates because remember steel tubes lining with steel tubes to me is just exponentially better right it always oh, has yeah, always it just flows better everything else so i was thinking like well, what about like the plastic like, there's got to be increased drag off of it right because the surface is probably not going to be as polished right it's going to be a little bit more coarse and it's always being ground down by the pigment as it's running across especially like using like a white base like a tio2 base right. instead of like a color it grinds that shit down so fucking fast it's going to change how that like bubble can occur at the end and if you yard the fucking needle out four and a half goddamn inches right like there's, there's no way you could get it into the skin you've got to like literally like pull backwards with it right so you can open that fucking back spot off on the back of the tube so that the ink just spills out it just falls right. on the skin and you're just dragging that around i'm i'm really i was trying really hard to come up with that finished product for the physics of the tattoo machine and i actually i'm getting way more interested in that idea of of viscosity inside the tattoo pigment and how that can fix stuff. I was thinking about getting in well, touch with Phil and asking him, right? 
That hit me too. Uh, I literally flash back to the conversation with Adira while I was tattooing that girl. Oh yeah. And uh, we were talking about the viscous, you know, the viscosity of the tattooing and what works better and shit like that. And it spawned that idea like, oh fuck, I should just (laughs) grab some thick ass heavy duty tattoo (laughs) ink and see if it'll work with this weird capillary action we're getting. That's fucking awesome. And it worked perfectly. Look at that. Crisis management two dude style. Fix the tattoo. <laughs> it still looks metal as fuck, but it's you know, just not going to be as because it's like OCD when you look it at that. Does shit actually happening. like she didn't really care one way or the other. Yeah, because like uh, according to her, pretty much every time she gets tattooed, this happens. Oh sure. And I was like, well, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> but uh, mm. but the way that it looks coming off of the tattoo because the tattoo we did originally was a bat, so. Oh, around that the wings of the bat, you have like this sick. veiny, yeah, shit coming off, and I was like, "Man, that's fucking rad!" <laughs> <laughs> Can we just trace a couple of these out here? Just make it look a little bit more ephemeral. That's fucking metal. I like that, dude. That's super cool. It's nice that it works like that. It wasn't like you're trying to do a fucking portrait or something, and the eyes all of a sudden go right. fucking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That would be fucking hilarious. Looks like her mascara is a little off. No, mascara. Fucking eyes are all wild and shit. <laughs> oh, that's cool, man. Oh, that kind of goes back to I, I've been doing the um, the comments on some of those Facebook groups. So I'm going to start slowing down a little bit. I've got, I'm in one group right now with a bunch of beginner scratchers and they are you know trying to learn it. I got to give them a lot of respect. I've been going on there. They made me an expert in this group, which I don't know why, but I've been giving people homework. Like, no nice. shit. Like, if you're going to be doing this, and I know you're going to be doing it regardless, might as well try to make sure you don't fucking kill anyone, right? So I gave some homework. Where do you put the tattoo ink, right? Where where in the skin? What, what layer? I said bonuses for histology, immunology, and if you cite sources. And motherfuckers were doing it, dude. They're coming back with, like, NCBI articles. They're describing something. It wasn't, it wasn't right, right? But it was close. It's like they kind of got through a bunch of study what was going on, and they're starting to fill in some blanks. I was like, man, this is fucking cool, right? Like, they're getting it. Like, they understand, like, this is where the vascularization sits. This is how, and I was thinking the spider web thing would totally fit inside there, right? So I wrote, like, a 4,000 fucking word response as an answer for the homework for the week, right? And fucking Facebook flagged me as being potentially fucking, <laughs> they're about ready Dude. to ban my account. <laughs> I posted a picture of that spider that I fucking found, the tarantula. Posted a picture of it on Facebook because, like, that's just cool. Who doesn't want to see this shit? Yeah. And I got flagged because it went against community standards. What? It's a picture of a fucking spider. Wait, what day was it? What day did you do that? That was the day that you that you texted me, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was the same day I posted the response. I wonder if there's something up with their shit right now. Ooh. Tin foil hat time. Ding! Fucking Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> getting more power. <laughs> or maybe it's just like our association together. They're like, you gotta fucking watch these guys. They're gonna cause trouble. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> uh, Facebook caught on to our live stream. They're like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, that was fun too, doing that stuff, man. Just like, it was pretty relaxed. Figure maybe sometime in the future we could do one again. You know, like once a month or something leave it more open i didn't mind it luckily i had no control over what was going on <laughs> so, yeah like, it was my biggest bad. threat going into that was like fuck i don't know how any of this shit works i'm not gonna be able to like 
micromanage any bullshit no, that's going to come no across either. on this. I, I think if we do it again, I've probably got to talk to someone ahead of time. Right. And I'm going to be like, how the fuck do you do this? Because like I set links to everyone. I'm like, come to the fucking show. And the link was broken. <laughs> <laughs> so like no one could get on. I was I looked at my phone after we were done and everyone's like, dude, the link's broken. I'm like, God, get fucked. It's not a few hundred people show up, which is kind of cool. Right. But like it could have probably been closer to about a thousand, maybe twelve hundred people on the fucking show. And I shit the bed. So. <laughs> that's so it was like we were in now. the middle of the show just trying to figure out how to share it <laughs> <laughs> i think mike was the only uh, one that actually knew how oh yeah he's a fucking god dude he understands all that shit you know <laughs> so he's like you're doing it wrong i'm like don't fucking tell me what to do which is stupid like i should have just been like can you fix this for me shoot <laughs> <laughs> quick we need a 15 year old do you know how to do the tiktok <laughs> oh golly well well it'll come again in the future i think that should be all right we'll get it figured out uh wait for my wife to bring out that shot and kind of get back into it that's fucking cool though with the spider vein stuff dude i think that like it's it's interesting to see and i maybe this is where our show has been a lot different than everyone else is that we like open to like celebrating really small accomplishments right and then also admitting our fuck-ups yeah it's like we have a review or somebody's like i laughed so hard when like fucking the dudes were just like getting so excited about nailing simple script you know (laughs) i thought that was hilarious because it's like all of us do it inside the industry right you'll sit there and your client is super pumped and you look over at your fucking like co-worker and you just give them a fucking heads up and they're like just that fucking ring finger up you know that, right you didn't fuck that up buddy <laughs> i don't know how you did that <laughs> and now you get this right like it's sometimes there's things out of your control you can make an assumption about what's gonna happen like we just create hypotheses when we go in to do a tattoo right we hope for the best and just but. like the strangest year tattooing random skin conditions mm-hmm. like that's yeah. essentially what my whole year has been is just the strangest skin i've yeah. ever come in contact with yeah. and like maybe maybe early on in my career i just didn't pay attention or didn't like have those conversations but i really don't think so i think that this year alone has just been like the tattoo gods were like you think you're good <laughs> <laughs> let's just have you deal with some of the worst eczema and psoriasis ever somebody who's right. like you found out they had cancer because of the tattoo right. like this is that's fucking wild dude i never even thought yeah you have had quite a trial this year that's actually really funny yeah i mean it's funny it's to me crazy because i'm like what'd you end up with this week brian like fuck me <laughs> Somebody came in yeah, and did it and they lost their arm afterwards. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> no, the amount of times that somebody's like, man, you should see what happened to this tattoo. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do you mean now? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Oh, but that's super funny, dude. It's always come back to be like a positive result. You know, it's always yeah. come back as like, this was fucking crazy, but check this out. Check this out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, dude, I wonder how many people have you shown? Or if you have shown these things, how many people have recommended that you change your needles? <laughs> Surprisingly, I've not once. Oh, that's good. Like, at least. Oh. Yeah, as far back as I can remember, I've never had somebody go, you should change your needles. But specifically, like 
this year alone has been the the most perplexing as far as tattoos have gone you know like uh aside from just skin conditions you know i i think like i've been hit with a a random flood of uh lemony snickets like type scenarios (laughs) just because like we came back into the new age of tattooing after COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think just like all the, the weirdest things that could come out of the woodwork have just come out of the woodwork, oh, <laughs> you know, like the funny. weirdest clients, the, oh, yeah. the strangest scenarios. Like we got hit up, like somebody wants us to do an event that's literally out in the fucking woods <laughs> for mountain bikers. And I'm like, you want <laughs> us to tattoo in the dirt right before people go mountain biking? <laughs> <laughs> This is just strange. It's like you can come out and set up an art stall if you want to. Maybe we could draw some temporary tattoos on people, but fucking life wounds. You guys got right. a generator? Fuck it. It's Arkansas. We can make anything happen. Fuck it. It's like a, a three-day mountain biking event, and they want us to like set up and tattoo in the middle of the event. Not on the like first day and no not on shit. the last day. The middle of the event. <laughs> that is so strange. You're gonna have like skateboarders jumping over the fucking tent while you're working and stuff too. Like, right. <laughs> it's <gonna be> so <laughs> good. <laughs> That's strange. I gotta say that probably on on my side too. I found, and maybe it's just because people started to learn about this weird way I've been doing stuff, which we're kind of taking a bit of a pause on now while I write up my results after the uh, the the massive trial of uh, you know homework and connecting with your client. That uh, a lot of people I've been uh, tattooing this year have just been fucking like they had some of the worst stories about like experiences with other tattoo artists or, you know, like I was raped by my tattoo artist. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, you know, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get over it. You know, I'm like, what in the hell is going on in the industry? At least on, so I'm figuring coastal wise, this may be something that's endemic to the Pacific Northwest, <laughs> possibly. We are home of the most serial I mean, killers. I can think Lane. of a couple of names. So yeah. <laughs> in Oregon, especially, it's not surprising me whatsoever. No. Uh, it's just wild. Man. Anyway. Yeah. It's like, yeah. There's some fucking real pieces of shit out there on the planet. <laughs> so. I like it. So you're getting the skin conditions and I'm getting people who have been like fucking wounded, man, and trying to deal with them. And it's like not trying to deal i'm doing as best as i can to create a therapeutic environment to where we can work through the trauma together which has not been good for my fucking psyche at times that's why it's like another reason why i was like i think i gotta take a break i can't find a shrink you know because there's a shortage <laughs> not that i fucking like one anyways i keep firing them every time i find them i'm like i don't fucking like you i don't want to talk to you i guess my therapy is just the intro to the show now i tell everyone to try and be yeah. happy 50 bucks an hour man <laughs> i'll talk you out of anything <laughs> christ What's the next thing that we need to talk about? I need to actually talk to you about the the last message that you sent me on Saturday. And you are, without a doubt, one of the fucking nicest people I know. And I can talk a lot of shit and say, like, you're just a hard ass and stuff. But you gave me such a sincere compliment about my color work. I was like... What the oh, fuck is that? Star Wars piece. <laughs> I was just trying to look through my message. I was like, what the fuck did I say? Uh, <laughs> you're like super nice. You know, it's inspired. You need to do more. I was like, dude, like straight up super Irish. I looked at my phone. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, is he okay today? <laughs> <laughs> I was just cool. Like, I've seen your, you know, like uh, almost watercolory flower stuff. And oh, yeah. it's, it's not like as 
fucking solid, brutally mm-hmm. packed in color. And like when you sent the Star Wars piece, I was like, God, that's fucking dope. Like it's just like <laughs> solid wall to wall fucking color. Oh, dude, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I know. I figured that one of the things that we probably there we go. Cheers. Uh, I love. It. Hey, Chwanga. Okay. Yeah. No, just they started following me. Oh. I love you. Oh, you're awesome. Thanks for showing me your tissue again. Uh, day drunk at the Oath's house. Um, I woke up today. I didn't feel good. The like fucking Re was having like night terrors, so she was like flipping all over the place, and she sleeps diagonally. She's like five ten, right? So king size bed. There's no space for me. So like three o'clock, she ended up getting me up because our daughter was having problems. She's still doing a little bit of like you know nurture potty training type stuff. So she got up and did that. She had a salad. She fucking woke me up when she went to bed <clears throat> by like trying to scratch my back to be like, I love you, you know, but it fucking kept tickling me. And I was like, ah, Jesus Christ. And I just like got up startled as fuck. I was like, all right, I'm up. And I tried to come back to bed like three times and I couldn't. So it's like three o'clock in the morning, just rocking all of my kid missed. But anyways, it's been a day. So I was like, I'm gonna have a couple of drinks early on. Fuck it. Um, nice. I guess going back to the previous thing there, which might just keep that in the show. So it's fun. Uh, yeah. I'm drinking coffee out of a baby sippy cup. Um, <laughs> That's how today is. I just thought it was one of those Contigo to-go cups. Yeah, dude. It's got a little bladder on top. Check it out. It's called the 360 cup. So you can like filters it out. A little rubber silicone filter, whatever. So I can like tip it and it doesn't spill. This one's been chewed by the baby, so it spills a little bit, but I was gonna say for me. Uh, that it's was counterproductive. <laughs> it's supposed to not leak if your child doesn't chew on it. Um Anyways, yeah, with the with the the Star Wars tattoo, I I figured that you would have liked it because I did color like you do, like you could see it, like that's fucking in there, like it's packed, you know. And right. it's a it's a tricky color too with the skin tone because there's that golden yellow, that full swap, you know. Yeah, that's that's the shit I love, man. If you do like a huge fucking section of yellow or big oranges or big red sections yeah. like i love it so much it doesn't even have to be a tattoo it could just be a square oh yeah <laughs> and i'm still gonna like it yeah you know like i've gone it just looks that. so fucking good in the skin yeah especially if it's like standing up against something dark like i've been i've been doing a bunch of these like more lighter toned um like illustrative floral sleeves like i do a lot of fucking flowers and stuff right and i keep trying to get people to put a sun in it and not even like a, a sun, just an abstract, a fucking circle of bright yellow right where I want the focal point to just like scream out of someone's face and they're standing right. like, you know, in a specific spot. And no one ever takes. And I'm like, just let me draw it on with a marker. And they're like, no, I don't like yellow. I'm like, hmm. What about orange? And they're like, no, I don't want to. I don't want a circle in there. And I'm like, it would be so fucking great if this was just right in your fucking face. You got these like four hummingbirds and these little like flute flowers. And if it was just like, bam, bright fucking red behind them. Think about that. They're like no. <laughs> yeah, no. It's it's always like the 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 one part where you know just trying to convince your client to be slightly outside the box, just a little. Like you don't have to go far, but this that little bit outside the box is going to make such an impact on a tattoo. Yeah, but this is America, and people <laughs> people don't stray from the box very often. No, no, we don't. It's a very American way. Stay the line, Bo. I want to have something that someone else has online. I don't want to take a chance. Almost. Yeah. Like pragmatism. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we know this works, so we're just going to do it. Let's just stick with it. Uh, Albert, uh, Dr. Spencer listened to the episode. He said, that was fun. 
he sent us in an email. <laughs> he says, thanks for having me on, guys. I'd love to come back on sometime and talk about some more stuff. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. That was great. I've been talking with Tony as well. We, Me and Anthony Wychulis have an ongoing debate. Nice. And dude, motherfucker likes to write like I do. So it's, it's, fuck. <laughs> we have this thread going where we're talking about the idea of bias. And we're literally trying to come to an agreement before we start the debate about what the what the meaning behind or how we should interpret bias and literally like the dude loves to fight i i really like him he's a cool dude right he's just i'll say something he's like no and then he'll like come up with all this shit we're like throwing sources at each other and it's fun he's also going to try to go through the 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 method of uh tattooing with me he said he'd volunteer but i know he said that he'd like to come on again considering you just got the academy all done and you didn't get to talk to him last time so i know it's all right go cards call dude so one of those things like every time i'm like it was my fucking idea (laughs) (laughs) and i wasn't even there (laughs) this is a good talk too good talk we got into the fucking weeds the episode was great yeah that's cool dude i'm glad that you liked it so everyone else can get fucked (laughs) i'm just joking our loving listener audience uh Man, remember last time when everything kind of went a little bit crazy after, I don't know, it was the last time we talked, we were supposed to be doing some listener questions. Maybe it was after Dr. Spencer's talk. And then I got called away because stuff just went, like my wife came out and she was just like, "Oh yeah, you're fucking done. I was like, all right, done, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if we should do some of those uh, again today or if you had anything that was just going on, you else you wanted to talk about. I remember you had something else, I think, that you sent via text. You were like, we, we were going to talk about the cobwebbing that we had seen with your tattoo, which I, I think we should put up a, a picture of that somewhere that people can go and take a peek at, which I think would be kind of interesting. I thought there's something else. Yeah, I don't remember. I know like my attitude coming towards this episode was just like, I just want to like fucking chill and chill. have like just a fun thing. Yeah. Just fucking properly hang out. I mean the, the questioner's things is always just kind of Those fun. Are just fun. Yeah, you could put on the fucking the old fucking Dumbledore hat, you know, and just sit there and be like, <laughs> well you're fucking stupid. Okay, so I so I've been releasing I've been releasing some more articles. I, I've been on a writing spree over the past couple weeks because of um doing all that like teaching stuff the stupid fucking Facebook group which I mean, the people are fucking doing great. And uh I don't know did you catch the post that I put up uh, a week or two ago with the dude from Florida. And I actually wanted to talk about this. I don't know if we uh, talked about this one yet or not. don't think so. So I don't actually see anything that comes from your Facebook, if that's what you're talking about. Oh, uh, and I put it up on Instagram. Let me see if I can find the photo here. But I had this dude. I know this is perfect. Yeah. I had this dude from Florida. I sent you some pictures so you can see this as well. He got a tattoo done and uh, he, he found after going through a bunch of artists locally and trying to contact people on YouTube, you know, to get in touch with how try to get an answer for what was happening with his skin. He got in touch with me and he's like, Hey, can we talk? I was like seven o'clock at night sometime like that. I was just like, yeah, Ooh, I did for sure. Sign your answer. Yeah. And he, he sent these pictures of this tattoo and it was just gnarly man yeah just <laughs> chewed apart yeah so i think i might put this up with your picture as well maybe turn this into a bit of a lesson day as well and uh 
Yeah. So <clears throat> he was asking me, the first question he asked me is like, is this normal? And I said, fuck, no, it's not normal. <laughs> and he told me, dude, and I won't, no names, of course, right? Multiple people in positions of YouTube authority, as well as some very, very prominent shops uh, around him, had told him, yeah, that's perfectly normal. And so, <laughs> yeah, if you go to a serial killer, for yeah. Tattoo. So let's 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 fucking run through this. We'll give a for people because I know this is a, an audio medium, but we're going to be doing something visual. The pictures you'll be able to find them online. We'll put a link in the description. So if you want to follow along with this stuff, I sent four to Brian. I'll make sure I put these up online um, when we're going to start talking about them. And let me see if I can actually find the. Oh yeah, so here. I'll just send you this one as well because it's just so fucking gnarly. So to describe this to people who may be visually impaired as well and can't see the picture, somebody got in a tattoo. It's a black and gray tattoo with white accents of a sign from Florida plus some palm trees in the background, a lower forearm, lower half sleeve, right? Inside, outside, wrapping around as a sign, some waves, some palm trees. And at day 13, when he sent me the pictures, the white accents inside the skin look like they've been lit up with a blowtorch along with most of the center lines along the back splines of the fronds from the palm trees and every single accent inside the water seems to have fallen out so it's it's massive amount of trauma at day 13 we should not be seeing something like this so i decided to post this picture up online i said like what do people think happened or just start the conversation the vast majority of people who came back they said either a the skin is overworked or B somebody put too much ointment on it. Now your initial fucking thought, Brian. <laughs> I mean, along the lines of overworked, I would yeah, oh yeah, totally. put it like just looking at not only the sign and palm tree, but everything else that's around it. Yeah. Is that their machines running way, way too fast. Too fast. And Stitch rates. their hand speeds super fucking slow because we can see that every line is a scar. Everyone every line's been cut. Yeah, totally thought it. So I'm looking at so the the person's skin that this is on as well is relatively dark. It's not super dark toned, right? But it's like a medium toned, kind of like a medium chocolate colored. And there's something that that I I've been trying to push with people for a number of years. I know Brian has as well, right? That when you're doing tattoo on dark toned skin, it doesn't act the same as when you're tattooing somebody who's got really light skin. It's just it's not the same. Like composition wise, if you design a tattoo correctly, which I know we've argued about on on you know multiple occasions, it'll fit the body and it should look fine because you're designing it for the fucking person, right? But when it comes to the actual application, sometimes, especially when somebody has darker toned skin, it can take a while for that fucking ink to show up. You can run a line, right. that redness pops up, maybe a little bit of blood, maybe a little plasma pops up. It can occlude your ability to see the line that's there, right? So you have to be super confident when you're actually like doing your work that you're not going to keep going over the skin until you've removed the melanin from it by chewing it up so much so you can see the fucking work. This dude's skin isn't even that dark. Mm -mm. That's medium tone, right? It's like a medium dark... It's not right. it's not like it's not purple black, right? It's not like super, super, super dark, but it's darker than like, I think the majority of American tattooers have worked on. Like he's got dark skin and it's probably a little darker because it was summer. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, his skin's not that dark. Like you no. should you should be able to see everything you're doing. 
Yeah. Like, there is almost no reason to even put white in this tattoo. No. It's like, there's so much space that was utilized with this. Like, the very first thing I noticed was, like, liner or grouping size on this was way too fucking small for the skin tone. You don't pull out a fucking tight three and try to lay in stuff like you would on, you know, I don't know, Christabel from Northern fucking Ireland and Norway or whatever. Fuck, like you, you have to change and adapt <laughs> the person, right? Because we always want tattoos to be able to be understood across the fucking street, not just when somebody has their right. nose on it. So that's the first one. So if you're doing like itty bitty fine, fine lines <clears throat> and you're a tattooer and you don't see that response when it comes up, boom, that feedback, like when you tattoo fucking, you know, Gary from Gary, Indiana, you lay that line and it just looks like a goddamn murder scene, but it's dark as fuck. Your, your propensity is to just go back into it and try it again because you don't think that you got the ink setting right. And you can't fucking do that. You can't. And that's a really common approach when people are running their rotaries, especially oh, when they have golly. the needle hung out way too far. They'll hit the same line like six times. So what are you doing? You just massacred this shit. Yeah, that's so crazy. So like we know that, right? And then it's like you can look on the back edge of where the fronds are. It looks like they ran a single line to set the stuff, right? And then they just pulled each one of those fronds right off of that line. Right. Off of it and just kept digging into that same fucking spot. And then what do they do to finish it off? They take fucking white and run it right back over that fucking line to add an accent. It's <laughs> just fucking murdered. And so... I kept telling people like there's a lot of things that are going on here, right? And we can tell that maybe some of the technique may not have been as bad as we would have expected. And as well, there may be an issue with a mild sensitivity to the white pigment, right? Because everyone's like, TiO2 is not inflammatory. I'm like, well, actually it is. And we don't actually know what's in white pigment. Thank you, Dr. John Swark again. It could be barium sulfate, get some zinc oxide in there, something else that can actually cause an issue in people's skin. But at the same time, if it's already super chewed up, chewed up i fucking swallowed my tongue on that one if it's already super chewed up and somebody's gonna go back in and put in a product that we know to be inflammatory on top of it, it's gonna cause a fucking reaction and why does that happen because you don't know how to tattoo dark skin it's fucking bullshit it's, that's just 101 looking at these patients i just yeah. fine. had no idea what they were doing no but idea dude. at the same time uh when you're tattooing african-american skin Usually, it's so much softer. Oh, so much better. Like just white people, yeah, old white dude skin. <laughs> Gary, it's Gary it's so much softer, and you know, well, you can just barely touch it, and you're gonna put fucking ink in there. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Like your stretch has to be a little bit better. Yeah, but. The amount of just damage is done. It's just startling. Yeah, dude, totally. I remember I was uh, I was working with a young lady, maybe five, six years ago up in Seattle. And she had a number of tattoos, maybe 10, 12, 15, quite a few. And all of them had topography. Like if you were to touch them, it was like Braille. You could feel everything, right? Right. And and she honestly thought, and she had you know about the same skin tone, maybe a little bit darker than this dude. Uh, she's like, well, that's just how black people tattoo. I'm like, no, the fuck it isn't. <laughs> so I remember her skin was like really well taken care of, right? So we had to do like, a, it was just a heart. Simple, single pass, five liner, open heart on a wrist, right? And I remember I, 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 I set up, get her all, blah, 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 blah. Prep's all done. I start doing my first line. And I, I mean, barely touching that fucking needle tip to the skin and it's laying in there like butter and like and she's like wow that didn't hurt i'm like yeah and she goes that looks really good i'm like yeah she's like why didn't it take that long i'm like because i know how to tattoo and she's like 
how is it going to heal? I'm like, if you take care of it the way that I'm going to tell you how to, it should be fine, right? Right now, we know that your skin isn't reacting. You know, we did a patch test to make sure that she wasn't allergic to any type of reds before we did it. And I said, if you take care of it a certain way, it should be fine. And she did, and there's no fucking lifting on the skin. Nothing. And she's, right. I seen her like three I, weeks later. She's just like, dude, what the fuck? And I'm like, I know. What's up? <laughs> Sorry. This is the number one thing, no matter what, that I hear the most, hands down, is like, wow, that tattoo didn't actually hurt that bad. I was like, yeah, tattoos don't hurt. <laughs> I was like, there's bad. some spots that are shitty. You know, and they get annoying, but like just general tattooing, especially on a forearm or like down by your shins or calves or something like that, like it really shouldn't hurt. It shouldn't hurt. It's We're very not rare. Very sticking rare. this shit three inches into your leg, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that comes down to basic composition, right? Like understanding skin. And I think that's like, it's so overlooked. Like how thick is skin, you know? And I, I love that. Like you taught me that one. I always just say like, just around two millimeters should be fine in most areas. And people are like, bah. And I'm like, oh God, you know, like how do you illustrate that? Brian's hack has always been take a tongue depressor. Look at how thick it is. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got to work with. Everyone yeah, they, always have a, they have general size guides for tongue depressors and it's 1.8 millimeters. Yeah. You can get the big old daddies that go up to like, I think like two and three quarters or something like that, but still it's going to be okay. under three fucking mil. Your needle should not hang out more than that. Like when people feel skin. And I mean, like, for fuck's sake, you know, like almost every tattoo shop in America mm. should at any given point in time have a fucking ruler in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you can physically measure out two millimeters and see how fucking thick that is. Yeah. Right? Like take a ballpoint pen, make a dot, pick it up, put a dot next to it. There you go. That's all you need. That's how far your needle should be out, people. It's it's not if you see if you're a tattoo client listening to the show and you're going to get a tattoo done and you see someone yarded that fucking needle out and it looked like you can see it from across the room, run away. Lose your deposit, just leave. Don't stay, run away. Because it's not gonna go well. You're like, oh, it's the best tattoo in the world. And this is something I, I think both of us over the past couple of years, especially, have noticed is that when people are coming in, especially with line work with newer tattoos, it's scarred to shit everything right. it doesn't matter your skin tone it's just fucking wrecked and you're like whoa <laughs> how long did this you know forearm i don't know fairy take to do the line work like oh seven hours i'm like jesus christ there's 30 <laughs> lines in that what are you talking about I'm like oh yeah it was super painful too can you finish it oh yeah you can do that how long is it gonna take to finish it? i don't know about an hour <laughs> like wait what <laughs> yeah you got you got <laughs> You got hacked. <laughs> right. I'm not even saying that like I'm that good. It's just like this is some this is some 101 level shit, dude. Like uh that's actually kind of frustrating. Yeah, I'll put my needle out relatively far on occasion if I'm doing microscopic line work. Oh yeah. Shit, you know? So like uh You've probably seen like the Star Wars-y half-sleeve mm. thing I worked yeah. on earlier this year. Um, I did a TIE fighter that is literally one inch by one inch on that fucking arm. Yeah. And put line work detail in the wings of that TIE fighter. Yeah. Right? So like on those occasions, I'm going to have my needles out, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm 
trying to micromanage exactly what's happening between the one millimeter gap between those fucking lines. Yeah. Other than that, there's absolutely no reason to have your shit yarded out like a fucking sword. You yeah. know, <laughs> if the bead that you're going to create at the end of your tube is going to be wider than the field of view for three sets of lines that you're doing next to each other, then yeah, yard it out a little bit, but you don't have to have fucking five mil lead off of stuff to see what you're doing. Right. Uh, it's basic 101. Does that one? Oh my gosh, this is going to lead me totally into the next one. Dude, everyone has been sending me videos of people using those fucking huge groupings that you sent me. And fucking like, what was like 110 mag? And they're just right. like, look at me fucking mob. Mob this fucking sleeve of traveling. And they are scrubbing that thing like they're beating off a donkey. Dude, just fucking, just wrecking the skin. With a rotary, for one. And two... The thing doesn't sound like it's running very fast, but you can see like they're not stretching the skin. They're just fucking pressing. And then when they finish, I wanted to get your opinion on this because I know you've seen these videos too. And it's like, blah. but they pour ink on top of it and then rub it in the wound. Yeah, dude, there's okay. So I've had this conversation at least three times in the last fucking two months. <laughs> right. <laughs> that The weird shit where there's just like, let's just smear this black ink all over the place. Like, how do you not know that that does nothing? <laughs> oh you're doing like, is dying the skin you fucking psychos like, it uh, just makes no goddamn sense right let me just sit here and rub the shit out of your arm after you're already in pain because i tattooed you like a psychopath yeah. um and we'll just do this for fun for five minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it does nothing productive for the tattoo whatsoever ever. no it looks better for the, the skin's up. not going to retain any of that excess black ink that you just fucking poured all over it. No. It's so ridiculous. Wasting product. I mean, that's cool that you have the money to waste that shit, I guess. <laughs> I'm sponsored. Congrats. Yeah, I'm sponsored artist. Look at me fucking murder this motherfucking sleep. It's just like, <laughs> I don't, I, I, I'm so confused at all of this, dude. Like, I don't, when, when did this happen? Like, when, when did people start getting so silly i wouldn't even say stupid because they're fully aware of what the fuck they're doing so we reveal man the soapy oh. reveal whoever did it first just needs a drop cake <laughs> dude what is with that you know what i love is when they do when they do it and then you see the tattoo and you're like that's a really bad tattoo <laughs> <laughs> i didn't need a reveal for that like you should have just fucking put it right up as it is right no video no my favorite is like they got the soap and bullshit all over it. And then they've taken a folded out paper towel and just drag it down. Drag it down. Fucking dry wipe the shit out of that stuff. Yeah. You right. just see the skin go so good. Boop, stand up at half inch. Like, well, that was good. <laughs> I keep on thinking, like, if I had a surgical wound and I've got, you know, some fucking invisible stitches, if I just took a dry paper towel after sudsing it up and I just raked it right across that, how would that feel? It's, it's funnier <laughs> when, uh, because like reading some of the comments on there, right? There are tattoo artists that give a shit out there on the planet. Oh, yeah. And somebody will comment on it. That's cool, except for the fact that you just like tore the shit out of their client's <laughs> arm that they didn't like that. And then the person, right, that posted the video will comment on it, be like, no, they were so chill, man. Like they didn't feel anything anyways. Like they didn't complain about it. But like, yeah, you fucking idiot, because that foam you sprayed on them had a lidocaine. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking numbed them up before you just, but you know, that's like amyl right. nitrate in the fucking game, right? Like you just, you're just loosening it up, buddy. It's not, it doesn't mean it's not doing damage. 
It just means you can't tell that it's there. Uh, right. <laughs> do you remember back in the day when you take like isopropyl, like like ninety nine fucking percent, ninety percent rubbing alcohol? And if you had a client who was just a bit unruly, you'd be like, "I need to clean up your tattoo once we finish," and you just fucking give them a little spritz, let that set. You're like, I've never done spritz. it. No. I've well, done it to myself on accident. <laughs> <laughs> what? I keep thinking, so like that level of pain compared to that, right? Like I'm trying to think about like tissue damage, all this other stuff. I, I remember this dude I worked for the very first shop I worked at. This dude, Corey owned it. He's a big, scary motherfucker. He used to do that with everyone. He's like, it's going to burn like shit, but then it's going to cool down and you're going to love me for it. And he wouldn't even ask permission. He'd grab a fucking spray bottle too. And he'd just be like, mist, mist, mist. And just fucking soak this tattoo. And people would be there because it was that type of shop. You know, like, you will never make a fucking peep in there. And they're like, tears are strolling down their eyes. And they're just fucking not blinking, looking at him, fucking shaking and shit on. <laughs> You know, fucking look like Beaker and fucking Bert and Ernie and shit, right? Just fucking, fucking, and then, oh yeah, it does feel better. That feels great. You look down their arm and it's white, you know, because <laughs> the skin is just like rotted off. Like, oh my god, Corey, are we supposed to do that? This is my apprenticeship. He's like, do it to everyone. It'll make sure they don't pick up an infection. I'm like, I guess that does kind of make sense. Sure, bzz, 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 sprayed up people like Jesus Christ, you know, fucking. Are you sure we're supposed to be doing this, buddy? He's like, yep. Like, okay, so the the constitution there was murder your fucking client so they don't get an infection. <laughs> like, <laughs> wouldn't you just rather take measures ahead of time to make sure that they didn't catch the infection? <laughs> oh, man. That shop where I first learned to tattoo was special. It's been a dude, it's been a long fucking climb up Mount Everest of fucking not being in a shitty space anymore. When I said that I didn't know what to do for 10 years and I kept having to try and figure it out by traveling, and I fucking swear to God, that's exactly how it was. And walk into a place, they'd be like, Well, this is normal. And it's like, No, it's not. That is not how you do stuff. <laughs> you should not have your clean room next to the toilet that everyone uses, you know? Right. That's just not normal. I'm like, oh, that's all right. Might as well. Mm. The number of shops that I've worked at, where like now I look back at it and I'm like, oh my God, we really need proper apprenticeship in the United States to get this stuff back on track. Because if those people are training other people, we're in trouble. Right. Uh, I like I like the term proper apprenticeship as if that ever actually existed in the United States. <laughs> Any apprenticeship is a shot in the dark, guys. It is. That's that's why it takes everyone so fucking long to learn anything, right? That's why everyone's resorting to YouTube now. Mm. It's because, like, proper apprenticeship isn't a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad, too, because the people on on YouTube and online that we can test with a lot with the better tattooing stuff are giving you theory that is like one it's incomplete of course right because no one knows why they do what they do they know how to do it they don't know why it works um but two most of the stuff they get is wrong it's found off of fucking message boards or other youtube (laughs) people you know you got a three-year tattoo artist acting like he's god's gift to tattooing making a youtube video yeah (laughs) i do it like this guys so it's (laughs) totally perfect oh you know and then you just see some haggard ass fucking technique and it's like why (laughs) (laughs) but you don't know any better when you're just learning right you'll take anything because you're just trying to absorb fucking knowledge and it's like 
the first step in every education, at least in my opinion, especially when you're starting like an apprenticeship, is you teach critical thinking first and shop lingo, where you got to learn the lingo and how to like pull shit apart. You got to figure it out for yourself. Once you can start figuring out how to identify bullshit, then you can start training the person to train themselves. That's it. Me and me and Brooke work on this a lot, actually. Um, uh, I've never actually explained it before, which I think might be a good part of uh, this scenario. <laughs> but so she'll send me these pictures of tattoos that she really likes, and then I'll immediately backfire and be like, "Absolutely, absolutely no! This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like this tattoo is fucking garbage. Why are you looking at this shit? Uh, <laughs> like it's just a barrage of like, why the fuck are you doing this? <laughs> oh, but uh." I had to explain it to her the other day, and I was like, you are tattooing exactly what you are showing me. So if this thing that you're sending me is what's inspiring you, you, you have to learn to stop. Yeah. Stop following that person. Block that fucking account so you can't see it again. <laughs> and evolve. Yeah. Go follow artists that are so far out of your fucking reach that you think you'd have to spend an entire lifetime to be able to get to that level. Yeah, Because that is how you're going to advance our brains work through mimicry right yeah. so the more and more and more that we're constantly flooding our eye holes with this overwhelmingly great fucking artwork the more our brain is going to start picking up on that and like it's going to start sending signals like this is what we're going for yeah <laughs> and you will start to actually chase after better and better work because you know what looks better and better and better yeah. if you're just looking at some sloppy ass gross bullshit that's what your brain's accumulating to like, <laughs> this is what makes me happy. Yeah. So yeah. You're, just, you're not going to go far. You're just going to hit a wall of sloppy gross bullshit. Yeah. For, for listeners out there, if you're an apprentice or a client or even a tattooer, there's only a few shops you need to follow. One, anything in fucking BC, <laughs> Canada, you basically Fuck are yeah, just going to be hit. It's like 80% of the shops up there fucking slay. You get Deadly in Calgary, right? Guru Tattoo down in fucking California. They're fucking great. I don't know what else. That's basically all I need to know. <laughs> There's a... Dude, what's beast? fucking uh, Tony's shop? Tony who's? Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Chronic. Chronic Inc., yeah. Chronic Inc. is fucking great. I mean, there is you a bit might of a not scandal. Like those guys. There's a bit of a scandal with them. They but do yeah, fucking kill they, work. They fucking slay. They do. So, okay, we got Chronic. Basically, British Columbia, Canada. <laughs> There's so much good work there, dude. It's just right. sick. It's sickening. I, I seen I keep finding random people popping up on my Instagram feed. I'll be on it for like five minutes a day and I'll look and there's just like from fucking Coquitlam, from Vancouver, from fucking Abbotsford, from Kamloops. I'm like, you guys all can fuck off. Like it's the best work <laughs> on the goddamn planet and it's consistent, you know? Everyone's doing great. Like John Clue was up there the fuck another week and he's like talking to you know, dating somebody. It's fucking great work. It's really important to point out like these dudes, right? Uh, they're not just tattooing. Right. Um, they are constantly and consistently creating artwork. Yeah. They're communicating with one another. They're always like in big fucking groups with one another, even though they're at different shops and shit. Like collaborative. It's a community yeah. where everyone is pushing themselves to constantly work on their shit. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. They're sharing fucking information. Like they're not holding it. There's no trade secrets, you know? If somebody sees something, they'll right. be like, 
you can just come and watch me. It's not even like you have to pay to get tattooed by me to learn anymore. It's just, they just come and hang out. You can ask questions, right? It's crazy. All thanks to Paul Jeffries. Laughing Buddha. <laughs> the dude started it all. I was fucking Texas mentor, right? James Texas still in my mind. I'll fucking fanboy over that motherfucker for my entire life. He's the best fucking artist I've ever seen. Hands down. Yeah. It's just, I, just, I love how, uh, one, he pushes force perspective like fucking crazy in his work. And so you, it's just always dynamic. But two, it's always so aggressive. And so, like, that's, that's like my number one thing. I fucking love it. Yeah. It's just great. I mean, it's you just, just can't do better than that. You can't do better than that. And now a word from our sponsors. By not starting the fucking recording after a commercial break, end up fucking up stuff real bad. It's our go-to. Let's see. I figured end up the show with everyone's favorite, right? We can do some, uh, ask Dr. Brian. (laughs) Ask some questions that everyone should already know the answer to. Uh, so it's, uh, we because of the holiday we didn't have very many questions coming. I think we covered a couple on the match. I'm going to keep kind of like a, a beer roll from our last one um, before my vacation as well. Um, so I'm going to head over to our friendly neighborhood Quora and find a couple questions from Quora. Quora questions for Doctor nice. Brian because I think this would be uh, I think this would be fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ like literally just typed in in Quora and the very first question that came up I think is is worthy of <laughs> it's worthy of the show because <laughs> fucking why not all right no one's asked this yet it's been up for a while and the question is how can I convince my friend not to get a hand tattoo this would be her first tattoo she's 18 I understand it's her body, so it's her choice. But I'm worried it might interfere with her future career aspirations. Should it be okay if she knows the risks? So I'm thinking rather than just going straight down the fucking line here, right? Instead of trying to think about just answering the question, let's think about this question from a tattooer's perspective. If someone comes in and for their first tattoo, they want a hand tattoo, how should someone deal with it, Dr. Brian? All right. So um, first and foremost, my shop has a $300 minimum for hand tattoos and neck tattoos. So if you come in off the rip and you want a hand tattoo, it's 300 bucks. I don't give a fuck how small it is. (laughs) One, if you're not fucking committed, you're not going to pay that price. Uh. Two, if it's your first tattoo, you should just fuck not walking around with 300 bucks to spend on a tattoo anyway. You're probably out shopping for the cheapest bullshit you can find, which is always the worst decision to make, mm. right? So it deters 95% of people, right? I mean, if you're a tattoo artist, I'll just tattoo your hand for free. I don't give a fuck. But if you're, you know, just some fucking wacko with zero tattoos that just wants your fucking face, hands, neck, shit like that tattooed, I don't give a fuck. You're going to pay for it one way or another. You're either going to get it done shitty or you're going to pay the high price and get it done well. There you go. 90% of the time, if somebody's not heavily tattooed, I still refuse to tattoo their hands and neck anyway. Yeah, that's the same as me. It's it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, if you don't have a fucking uh, at least a sleeve, I won't tattoo your hands or your neck. Like, I'm sorry, you don't already understand what's going on. This is coming from someone who tattooed their hand the first fucking month they were tattooing and regretted every <laughs> second of it afterwards. Professional associations aside, I had to go in like fucking MJ, single glove on hand, in the board meetings I was at. And tell people I had a fucking chemical burn on my hand, especially on the East Coast. Oh, my God. Nice. East Coast, Midwest. Like, what's wrong with your hand? I'm like, I got a chemical burn. Shut up. And they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> Just keep the fucking glove on while you're running a PowerPoint. You know what I mean? Ugh. There's the argument nowadays that the world is far more progressive and people don't care as much about tattoos. But that's absolute bullshit. Yeah. Right. Like, I s- still get people staring at me like I'm a fucking criminal even though I dress like a really, you know, well-dressed guy. I go and I'm like polite to people at home, public, etc. But they'll just look at me like I'm a fucking dirtbag piece of shit because I look like a dirtbag piece of shit. I got hand tattoos, neck tattoos, face tattoos, etc. And, you know, like ultimately it's going to affect your life and a lot of people don't actually understand that. Like, uh, I had one guy like eight years ago, I tattooed his face and he literally emailed me like eight months after the fact. And he was like, you're totally right, man. Why like the face tattoo changed everything about my life. He's like, I get fucking stared at and belittled and all kinds of shit just for having a face tattoo. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, man, it's, it's fucking wild. If you want to change your fucking life immediately, get your yeah, face, face and your tattooed. hands tattooed. But it's not going to be for the better. No. Totally not. <laughs> Do you think that there is an ethical responsibility for the tattooer tattoo artists will slash on this right because i know that there's a difference um do you think there's an ethical responsibility for either one of those people when they're presented with somebody who wants to get work like this done that they should turn it down because like me i yeah, absolutely, absolutely no that's yeah. that's what i'm saying like there there is ethics in tattooing whether people realize it or not that's why we get called assholes so much you know like 90 percent of the time if we're telling you to notice something, it's because our standards and our ethics are pretty fucking high. You yeah. know, we're not going to just simply put trash on you for no fucking reason. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. You know, those of us that consider ourselves a professional have professional standards. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I, I wholly agree with that. I, maybe that's something we should bring on Dr. Spencer for again with the old pragmatists uh, ethic and how to apply it but i'm totally with that like i think things can adapt and change as things go but i mean on a a person by person basis if i'm going to do a face tattoo i've got to like this dude's got to be covered like yalzi you know what i mean like there has to be a significant amount of tattoo work you have to be as and i mean like there's a cutoff age for me is 35 if you're under the age of 35 i refuse to do it like there's no way you have your shit figured out by now that you're going to be good with it right if a 55 year old dude from you know gary indiana which is always going to be my fucking that's my place to go i love you gary not really um <clears throat> not gary's okay uh if he comes in he's like i want to get my face tattooed and i want to get you know praise jesus or something on my cheek i'll consider it right i'll consider it because you've already lived long a fucking like you're probably already at death's door <laughs> you know what i mean like if you want to do this it's fine if you're 18, you just got out of high school and the first fucking thing that you want to get tattooed on your face so you look like fucking Post Malone and you think right. that that's cool? No. Get fucked. Like, I'm not going to do that. And I'll, I'll, I'll be very gentle and polite and explain the situation. It's been probably way too much fucking time talking about it, but I'll let you know why. 
it's a bad idea. <laughs> Which I mean, like, it's just common sense on this stuff, right? Like, this will help me be an influencer. <laughs> right. This, this, like, SoundCloud rapper, Instagram fame chasing asshole fucking bullshit thought process that you have. Just throw that shit out the window, man. This is the real world, right? Some fucking 65-year-old woman isn't going to hire you to run the fucking front on her store if you look like a goddamn dirtbag. It's <laughs> just not how it's going to go. Where do you work? I work in a bridal boutique. No, that's a, sorry, that's not going to fucking work, you know? What do you want to do? I want to be a pharmacy tech. I'm pretty sure that getting fuck Satan on your face is not going to get you a good job at the nearest to right. Rite Aid. It's just stupid. Oh, my God. There's... There's shit that I've seen on Facebook the last couple of years that is just blowing me so fucking far away. Like uh, one tattoo artist just casually tattoos cum dumpster on some chick's oh, fucking I forehead. Oh, I that. Jesus Christ. And he, oh. he thought it was fucking hilarious. And like we all just tore him apart. That's the dumbest fucking thing you could have you possibly just ruined did to that someone's girl. life. Like you need to quit tattooing and move away and go work at a fucking garage somewhere. Right. Not even just not you know, even but, working fixing cars, just fucking working at it. <laughs> You're the groundskeeper. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with groundskeeping. Yeah, like, I'm digging myself a hole. This person has to walk around every single day of their fucking life with that shit on their fucking face. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane to think about. Oh. Like, yeah, okay, she might have not been in the right fucking headspace when they asked for the tattoo right yeah. but as a fucking professional you should have been in the right fucking headspace and you should have just said no are you fucking stupid oh god <laughs> goes right back around informed consent would you make this decision if you had all the information available to you you know right if you're if you're not high on drugs and you're not drunk because we all know like tattooing i love how people say like if you take one drink you're gonna bleed like a sip that's not how it is we don't like people drinking for two reasons before they get a tattoo. First is you talk with your hands when you're drunk. So that means you move the whole fucking time that you get it done. And that's horrible because they'll sit there and freak out and flail and they talk and they laugh and they fucking roll around and stuff stupid. So that's bad. The second one is, and this is the more important one. You can't give informed consent. If you're under the influence, it's simple. You can't yeah, really no. say, uh, when I worked in Illinois, we would stay open really late and we'd catch everybody coming in and out of the fucking bars. And no matter what, you know, you'd, I'd just ask, I'm like, oh, have you been drinking tonight? You guys partying and shit? The moment they were like, yeah, we were just down there at the bar. I was like, cool, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact check. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a fucking, ah, this guy's got his fucking bachelor party on. Get the fuck out of the shop. Don't care. Right. Yeah. I can't legally fucking tattoo you. You can't legally, you know, give consent. I, uh, there's nothing we can do here. Get the fuck out. As a tattooer, if you do that, it's assault. Straight up. Mm -hmm. It's the same. No means no. Cis white dudes, you've got a fucking fuck problem going on, right? Where you think that everyone, regardless of your age, wants to fuck you. No, no means fucking no. That's first. Second, if they're under the influence, you can't say anything. You just fucking leave them alone. Women should be allowed to walk at night. Facepalm. Facepalm. Women should be able to go and sit in a park at 12 o'clock at night without fucking fear of being raped. And people should be able to fucking get a tattoo. Not under the influence. Sorry, that turned into a bigger political agenda than I thought it would be. But if you're 18, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Don't get your face tattooed. Don't get your hand tattooed. Yeah, man. Like, Jesus fuck. Okay, my picture yourself in the scenario that you're 18, right? Like, I knew what I was going to do basically for the rest of my life. 
yeah. when I was a kid, you know, like I was 16, I think when I joined the military. So like I had two options. I was going to be a dirtbag or a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> like there's rare occasions when you kind of just know your life trajectory. Right. But at the same time, like for the majority of people, if you're 18, you're still a toddler, you oh, know, like there's holy. 60 more fucking years that you have to put up with on this planet. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck would you try to make it more complicated for yourself? That's just common sense. 1090 people. 10 fucking 90. We need to get all the swag with that. We'll send it out to listeners. They don't even care. Just get the fucking rule out there. <laughs> we'll have bumper stickers up for sale here soon. People just get one, slap it on your car. People be like, what does that mean? You're like 10% education, understanding, good knowledge, 90% good fucking choices. Don't be an idiot. Just don't be an idiot. You'll succeed. Ugh. You will not be a social media influencer. Fucking don't. Just stop. Go get a job at Rite Aid. It's pretty insane. Like, even though, like, the, the comments and shit that I see every once in a while where, like, some chick will post on Facebook and be like, thinking about getting my neck tattooed because like this looks super hot. And it's just a picture of some other girl with a neck tattoo. And I'm like, the tattoo did not make that person attractive. That person was attractive (laughs) and got a tattoo. I was like, we do have to rationalize these things. Tattooing will not make you more attractive. No. Right? No. No, it doesn't. It's not fast fashion. It might fashion. make you feel more attractive. Confidence but it will not attractive. actually make you look more attractive. Oh yeah, confidence can be attractive in, in small doses. You know, too. It's it's that circle of cool. You know, where you think of a circle, you start it at one side and you start working your way around it like counterclockwise, and you're like, okay, so you're not cool. You kind of become cool. Wow, you're really cool. That's like the three quarter. You're at the nine position. Anywhere past that, you're starting to look like a fucking asshole again, and then you're right back to being not cool. It's <laughs> cyclic. Right. Nice. <laughs> I stole that from somebody. I don't remember who it was, but I thought that was pretty funny. Anyways, we also did have, and I don't know if this is a, a robo call or not, but we did have a fucking message on the listener line. If you two want to leave a nice. message for us, 208-696-1828, you can talk to us. Uh, I have no idea what's being said here, but I'm going to read that loud because I think it's funny as fuck. Message was, like I said, that I had never seen before. Yes, and all her glory. The true story got a little porch added on. <laughs> and I'm going to see what it looks like. Hey, did you know what this is what she looks like from the first floor? Yeah, there's a tiny island. There's enough room right here for the light to be shining over her house. This sounds sexual as fuck. And it could be for maybe a little bit. We can sit in the dining room and I can touch her at the bathroom right now. So... That's the first message that we got on the list. I have no fucking clue what just happened, but it sounds like somebody's trying to fuck a house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's a rule now. If you call the listener line, you have to do better than that. I want to hear... Some no, I don't actually want to hear because I got to read these out online. So you got to stay relatively PG thirteen people. Somebody just erotically sit there and watches <laughs> HGTV. Oh, House Hunters International. Let me get some lubriderm. <laughs> 
It's just like fucking two boxes of tissues later, they pick the house that they're ready to go for. Oh my god, that's fucked up. It's just a whole new level of cake no one was prepared for. (laughs) I think this one we can shame people for. I know that you can't kink shame. Actually, I fucking think we can now. If you have a preference sexually over a Spanish style versus Mediterranean, I think that we might have to get on you a little bit here. There has to be a line. I mean... All right, let's let's also point out that like there's been dudes on national TV oh. that were trying to fuck cars. So wait, what? You can kink shame a little. There's yeah, people... you've never seen that shit. No. Right, there's people that are sexually attracted to their car. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, dude. This is a thing. You can look it up. Oh, I don't know if I want no, I don't want to. You know, like I when we made the swag for the show, we have the two dudes, one cup, coffee cup. Yes, you can drink out of us, which I I still have not (laughs) watched that fucking video clip. And I never don't people don't start fucking texting it to me. Don't start fucking instant messaging me this shit. I'm not gonna fucking open it. I refuse. I fucking refuse. And uh fucking brian please don't send it to me because i'll open it if you send it but i've never seen it and i don't want to and i don't want to see someone fucking a car like i understand there's kink <laughs> there's kink and there has to be so there's like a, a a red to red right green in the center like a, a a line of of okay right on one side it's dangerous right and then the middle everything is okay and as you start veering towards each opposite ray from that center stuff starts to get inappropriate okay and I'm saying if you want to fuck a car, that's at one extreme. And we should probably say, like, all right, this isn't normal. We should have a conversation. If you want to fuck a house, that's not normal. And I don't normal is a subjective experience, right? Get get fucked. I don't want to fuck a house. And I don't if my kid came up to me as like, dude, that French fucking style, like that tutor over there, that looks hot as fuck. I would freak out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, golly. Oh, let's see. Yep. I'd like to lift the skirt siding on that. (laughs) 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 Fucking nailed it, bro. Uh Oh my God. All right. All right, let's get let's get back into this. Dude, I had because we're both creative people, so I know both of us. If you guys end up watching the video on YouTube, you can see this. Brian and I both fucking I could see us mentally picture exactly what the fuck he had said. And I don't know why. I got this fucking ginger dude from Alabama just being like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) That skirt side looks mighty fancy. You know, just like uh anyways, and nothing, Alabama, we love you. I'm not talking shit, but you know, like Alabama. I mean, come on. There's some people you know there. Anyways, yeah, side shrug. <laughs> let's see this one here. Um, it's a good one. Can I drink coffee before a tattoo? This is actually a good a good question because I know there's a lot of uh, knowledge out there from people. They're like, oh, you know, you can, you can't. Dr. Brian, you know what? what's actually, your Actually, a lot of people are completely fucking full of shit and understand nothing about coffee. There we go. Shots fired, people! Fuck those people. (laughs) Shots fired! If you want to, you can drink 14 cups of coffee in a day. It will not kill you. Believe it or not. Two, yes, you can drink coffee before a tattoo. A a single cup of fucking coffee has 80 milligrams of caffeine in it. That is not enough to actually fucking do anything physically to your body. All it is is enough to 
very barely stimulate your brain enough to go, eh, I guess we can handle today. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to do nothing. You can drink fucking three Starbucks Frappuccinos if you want to. Honestly, the biggest thing that's in that shit is sugar. So yeah. you're still going to be perfectly fine. There's nothing in coffee or about coffee that will affect you in any way while you're getting tattooed. Yeah. Unless so, you decide to drink like fucking 50 cups of coffee before you come in. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Side note, if you have a heart condition and you're on some type of like medications, blood thinners, things like this, staying away from coffee is probably just good for your health anyways. But I mean, at the same time, we're not treating the coffee. We're treating the fucking disease there when we get into the goddamn shop. I'll, I can send you source material on this if you care. Mm. <laughs> but like, you can literally drink eight cups of coffee without actually experiencing tachycardia or any actual physical signs mm. of strain from caffeine. And not only that, but most coffee, especially if you're using K cups, is actually incredibly low milligrams of caffeine per cup. Oh, yeah. The, stro- the, like, the stronger- lighter, lighter the bean or the darker the bean, the more caffeine. I don't remember if it's lighter or darker. Well, darker roasted beans, typically speaking, have less caffeine because it's been cooked off. The lighter the bean, the more caffeine. There we go. Okay. Right. But at the same time, you can buy Folgers Black Silk Coffee. And what's fantastic about this is it's a dark roast coffee that's also been fucking deeply submerged in artificial caffeine. So it's 100 (laughs) milligrams per cup of caffeine in a dark roast coffee. Mm. I drink it every morning. That's fantastic. <laughs> I think I'm on cup five today because of the meeting this morning, and I was just like fucking tired. That's a good one. Yeah. So people, there you go from Dr. Prime. Don't worry about the coffee. If you come in and you drink like five Monster Energies before you come in, we've got different things to talk yeah, that's about. A whole different story. <laughs> that's a whole different story. The energy drinks lay off them you know i mean if you have to have one before you come in or something that's fine but don't be sitting there sipping on a fucking nos you know while you're getting tattooed that's just right that's not good maybe we'll do i have a buddy that fucked his kidneys and everything up drinking energy drinks yeah that stuff is bad but we'll do it we'll do a talk sometime about that maybe we can get some fucking nutritionists to come on here and talk about that shit so when i was in the military i actually i did a nutrition and diet um sciences course because i was going to be like a licensed nutritionist yeah so i did the whole course did the class everything it took like i don't fucking know maybe a year but uh at the end of it all they wanted me to pay 500 bucks for whatever the fuck and to print off my license and have it all registered and all that shit i was like i'm not paying extra for this shit after i paid you for all this shit so I have a pretty good education in nutrition and all that bullshit. Actually, I can attest to that because like, as I've been going through <clears throat> some weight loss stuff, which dude, like I'm starting to get fucking arms again and stuff. I've been working out, get fucking, you know, nice. getting a little bit better in shape. I haven't lost a lot of weight since my initial drop, but Brian has actually like legitimately given me like a supplement routine, which has actually worked really good. I mean, past the fact that I'm self-destructive with a lot of my outside habits, which is fine, but it actually has like been really, it's been really good, dude. And fall's coming. So we're going to start running again soon. I'm actually down to a weight where I can start running again. We're down to 220. So that's, that's a total of fucking 40 pounds off. I'm good to, to probably start going again. Right. It's a good area to start light jogging, yeah. things of that nature. A jog and long walks, stuff like this. It'd be, it'll be fine. We'll give it that. Yeah, so thank you, Brian. 
Maybe we could have Brian's Corner. We'll just like have an independent review where you just be like, here's this supplement. Maybe we could get sponsored by some supplement company. <laughs> I used to always use a, what is it? BCN products. Oh, never heard of them. I think it's BCN. I, mm. I can't remember, but it was way back in the day when I was actually bodybuilding and all that shit. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I think I've only taken a couple supplements my entire life till I till till you gave me my routine, which has actually been like really fucking good. I've taken this beetroot fucking powder stuff, dude, that you told me to take. Like legit, it's turned my fucking urine red a couple times, which is fucking frightening, and my poo red, which is fucking candy apple red too. So it's like absolutely terrifying when something like that happens. But been doing great, dude. I still can't. I can't do dairy. I'm done with that. Like I, I just I can't do dairy anymore <clears throat> and i can't eat super fatty foods so you know i'm fine with all uh, that shouldn't anyway no nah, i know i'm doing I'm, I'm kind of almost like a, a faux pescatarian right now i eat a lot of fish i do poke bowls i didn't know what those were i found out what a fucking poke bowl was <laughs> like a couple weeks ago i was like holy shit this is the best shit i've ever had in my life got that sushi you know i'm good to go good sushi though not the not the best sushi Throw in some real spicy ass shit every once in a while. Spicy food's really great for thermogenics. It's great for your metabolism. Oh yeah, so. Maria's. So my wife, I don't know. Did I ever tell you that before, dude? Like a couple of years ago, because Marie loves spicy foods. Like if it doesn't have a little bit of kick to it, she's like, ah, it's kind of boring. She went downstairs. I think we may have had a couple of drinks that night or not. Possibly, I'll just throw that in there. I'm pretty sure she was sober, but I was drunk. That might be it. And uh, she went downstairs and we normally keep like sweet peppers down in the uh, crisper of our fridge. But we'd also ordered some scotch bonnets. So they're like right next to each other. She wasn't paying attention. She reaches in a fucking bag, grabs out two scotch bonnets and proceeds to eat them whole raw. (laughs) And she comes upstairs. She's like, man, those sweet peppers are spicy. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, did you fucking eat the scotch bonnets on accident? She's like, oh, shit, maybe. She's like, I think I got to go get a bite of ice cream. And she just like leaves comes back she's like i'm fine and goes to bed i'm like what the fuck you know like 1.2 million skull on this woman and she's like yeah that's all right it's a little hot i fucking tried just a nibble and i was on the floor dying i think i pissed my pants it was so (laughs) hot right i'm like how did you eat two of these and she chewed them too she didn't just like gobble it down she's like oh i love the flavor of the spice i'm like what the fuck so yeah we deal with a lot of spice here, a lot of cayenne pepper. We do the, like you had said before, those cayenne pepper, ginger, lemon, you know, shots to try and loosen up stuff. <clears throat> right. So this other one, <sighs> there's a lot of questions on this Quora that I really just don't like. And I, it makes me, and I'm actually reading through them, dude, and it's making me kind of sad. <sighs> That's actually making me really sad. So there was a study, I think I got, I got to find this paper because I was going to send it to you, I think a little while ago, but there was a study done and it's a big cohort, you know, Ivy League or some other type of big university. And they had done a test just about tattoo knowledge. And so what they did is they took a cohort of tattoo artists, of people who've been tattooed and people who hadn't been tattooed. And they asked them very simple questions like, can you be allergic to tattoo ink? What are some of the consequences of getting a tattoo that could have happened? Can you get an infection from a tattoo? You know, just standard fucking 12 point questions, right? And that the information came back universally. People without a tattoo knew more about tattooing than the people who had a tattoo. But what was worse is that tattoo artists knew the least across the board. (laughs) 
I was like, when I see that, at all. I was, and they replicated it, I think, three times in like three different regions. So, like, to adjust for like, you know, income rates and education rates and stuff. And it was universal, dude. I was like, oh my God. What is the bad information? So, there's a, a gross amount of tattoo artists that don't know shit about what they're doing. But at the same time, I feel like there's probably a window of tattoo artists that once put on the spot, they're just like, fuck, I don't know, make some shit up. Yeah. (laughs) They just panic. (laughs) Because that's what we're trained to do it, right? You have to have confidence. You can't back down. You got to tell the person what they're going to need to know. That's it. Take control of the situation because you don't know what you're doing. So fucking pray that they don't ask too many questions, right? Put on your headphones listen to a podcast That's like sentence number one when i sit down and start to tattoo is if you have any questions feel free to ask me i'm basically a walking encyclopedia on this shit that's it so at that point you can ask me whatever the fuck you want tattoo related i will have an answer Mm. dude was that like three weeks ago i had a young lady come in for her first tattoo she was like 19 we did something small i forget it was just some fine line thing and uh, I, same thing. I'm like, if you want to, like, I, I've got a lot of experience in, in tattooing and, and specifically the science of tattooing. If you want to ask me any questions, like, hit me up. Dude, she lit me up for an hour. I mean, a tattoo maybe took me five minutes, but she was just asking question after question. And they were good questions. And a couple of them, I had to, like, stop tattooing. I was like, wait, hang on. Let me, let me think about this, you know? And it was, like, so refreshing. When she was done, she was like, <clears throat> like, I'm sorry if I asked too many questions. I'm like, no. Like, fucking don't ever stop and she like coming from out of time i think she's going back to the east coast i'm like if you go get another tattoo do the exact same thing if you hear one answer that doesn't sound right or they can't answer it leave get the fuck out of there she's like right yeah i've had i've had a handful of clients like must have been fucking ink master super fans or something but like They'll, yeah. they'll sit there and literally for like two hours straight just ask the craziest questions regarding like every aspect of tattooing. And it's like, where, where are you pulling this out of? <laughs> <laughs> These are questions I wouldn't even ask, but let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great. But it's always it. more fun. Yeah. You know, like when yeah. they're they're asking you about this shit, you, you can actually have like a good time and like it goes by way faster. Versus if they're trying to ask me shit about like celebrities I know nothing about, musicians I know nothing about. Like I had one client try to talk to me about Post Malone. I don't know a single fucking thing about that person (laughs) other than the fact that he's got some janky ass face tattoos. Mm. One of the uh, the people I tattoo. I mean, like I know that the face tattoos were good when they were first done and they just look like shit now because they're face tattoos. Not a lot of them hold up well. So, making sure I don't offend. <laughs> mm. Because I'm actually friends with the guy that did the face tattoos. Oh, there, there you go. Uh, but, uh, all I know is that I have a client of mine who runs a... Uh, she's a hotelier. She's had uh, a Mr. Malone stay with her before. And she said, he's a super nice dude. Smells horrible. That's all I know about him. That's what everyone says. Ah. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll do the last one here and then we'll fucking cut it. And this one I think is going to be kind of interesting because one, I know that it, like literally as I'm reading this, I'm pretty sure 90% of the people who listen to our show are going to go, we know the answer, but I still want to have this out here because of a name drop 
specifically. So this came into the the, the better tattooing YouTube channel, and I, I I actually forgot about this. I just figured I'd, I'd ask you this. So here we go. James D asked better tattooing. What do you think about the Vlad Vlad Pro Avenger Two Hybrid Machine? I realize it's not a coil machine, but I wonder your opinion on the machine itself. I just got it recently and have been enjoying the super upgrade for my first cheap machine. I think it's rad. Uh, actually, the mechanic dynamics that are inside the machine, um, the needle works more like a coil machine, but it specifically has a pause gap, both on the retraction and at the uh, point of exit, you know, like when it yeah, reaches its furthest point into the skin. Yeah. So it has a stall at both points and then accelerated rate down and accelerated rate up. So it actually works really well and gives like a shit ton of feedback while the machine is running. Well, that's kind of interesting. So, yeah, a lot of people talk about the idea that it actually like they have to take a few weeks or something to actually get used to the machine running because it's giving so much feedback. Like you can actually feel every needle hit and every retraction. Oh, that's interesting. So Vlad Blad, I've heard of this this person before, and I've heard I've seen a couple of the machines before. They're fucking fancy, right? Like the the person who's making these evidently has an understanding of art and geometry, but I didn't know about this this rotary stuff. So I mean, I think cost wise, they're prohibitive in their price. Correct? Like these things yeah, are fucking they're, expensive. They're always expensive. Every one of these major brand, quote unquote things you know like we're a very small industry and it can get placated <laughs> by insanely high prices yeah it's it's not necessarily worth the price but like it's a really great functioning and running machine gotcha so it's it's one of those ones where costs is going to be the biggest thing in this so like the engineering behind it we can we can say is fucking rad like if you're a machine geek or a collector fucking go for it like, that'd be really good right <laughs> Cassie's here. We know we're recording. Fuck yeah. Um <laughs> so that that's gonna be the thing. But at the same time, like unless you have, and this is always, I guess, maybe maybe we'll start like fleshing this out more. Like it doesn't really matter about the machine. If you know how to tattoo, you can make shit fucking work, right? But if if you are somebody who really likes to experiment and try things and you're trying to figure out like more tactile uh aspects of tattooing to try and improve your game. Maybe it's a good idea to try to pick up something like this. What would you say, Mr. Bright? I think if you have money to burn, then fuck yeah, dude, go for it. <laughs> I mean, like, mm. at a certain point, a drill is just a drill. You know, every brand is essentially exactly the same. Some drills have a little bit more power than others, yeah. you know? So if you're just working on shit around the house, you do not need a commercial fucking drill. The Ryobi will if do fucking If you work fine. on a fucking construction site, and you need a commercial drill for certain jobs, then you need a fucking commercial drill. You know, if you feel the need that you have to get the right tool for the job, that's a great fucking tattoo machine. If you're going to spend that much money on a tattoo machine. Yeah. Maybe we should reach out to Vlad Blad. Well, I don't know if we can because the fucking, because of the war that's going on right now. Cause I think he's, he's Russian too, isn't he? If we can be sponsored by that guy, but maybe. Hey, Cassie. That's fucking awesome. Did you come in here just to put a Band-Aid on? No, I came in here to show talking about drills, and I don't know if I believe you. Also, are you going to talk to me at the cat again? Probably. Mm. 
Then you did just let the cat in here. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> I'm keeping that in the show. <laughs> Did you see what was it? It was the last time. It was the time before the last, like two episodes ago. I just left it in. <laughs> I was like, yep, let's do it. It's fun. Anyway, I'll cut this out. So that's cool. So I wonder with some of the, uh, the other machines that are out there, like I know that we talk a lot of shit about the cost of these machines. I think it's probably pretty good to try and like let people know when we're talking this much shit about stuff. It isn't isn't the fact that we're saying that some of these machines aren't actually well built, or that there isn't a lot of engineering behind them, or that people haven't spent you know years and years and years trying to develop something that works well. What we are saying is that for the the product that you're using and for the job that you're doing, it seems silly to charge $2,000 for a tattoo machine. That is, it's the return on, on the expenditure, right? Like how much is this investment actually going to be giving back to you after a period of time? And I mean, if you can buy a hundred dollar machine that you can use for a year, rock and roll dragon Hawk, that you can buy every year for you know 20 years in essence to try and meet the meet the cost that you're going to have with one of these other machines that may last 10 to 15 then then the return on investment over that time just doesn't make sense it doesn't mean that the machines are no fucking, fucking cool. rotary is going to last 15 years no fucking let's, way. let's be no. real we'll get a three to five year return on these things and if it's you know a thousand dollars paying two hundred dollars a year you could save money by getting the same thing and i mean it's not to say that Right. A really well-running machine isn't going to improve how fast you can tattoo or you know, something else, you know, which, I mean, maybe rotaries. I mean, I'm fucking shot in the dark. I don't know. You know, personally, I don't, I don't see a return on that, especially the uh, pen style ones. They all seem the fucking same to me. Yeah. Well, what's insane is okay, we have this whole ass backwards market now where ultimately what, everyone is searching for is a rotary machine that operates like a coil. Mm-hmm. They want the, the end result that a coil machine produces, you know, yeah. the use and satisfaction that a coil machine produces. They just don't want the coil machine. Yep. Which is just an insane way to think about everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I granted, don't like- most of us have, you know, a history with coil machines. We know they fucking run great. Why would I spend my life searching for the one magic fucking rotary that's going to operate like a coil machine? It's yeah. not a coil machine. It doesn't make sense. You can just go get a coil. And even now, like right. I think, like when we started tattooing, like the actual cost, like like the weight passed. I mean, I was going to say cost, but I'm going to go down that road. The actual weight of a tattoo machine nowadays has gone down significantly. So there's not even that argument oh, yeah. anymore that oh, it's so heavy. I've seen rotaries that weigh way more than the coils that I use. And so you can't say right. that it's like this, right? I think the biggest thing is that the, the sound can be prohibitive towards people, uh, you know, maybe want to use this. It. Like, it's too loud. It bothers my ears. Yeah, I understand. You know, coil machines have been shown to make you deaf over time. It's case in point, May, right? <sighs> and it may be uncomfortable for certain people who maybe are sound sensitive when they come to get a tattoo, but that doesn't mean that it's like not a good functioning tool. Like, it's, it just is, it is a tool. You know what I mean? So, but if you can't afford a flat lad, rocket right well i mean even vlad still makes fucking great coil machines great coils. <laughs> you know so like like they know what they put into their coil machines yep. they're basically mimicking and doing better on their new rotary that came out and yeah it's fucking cool yeah 
But it is cool. Yeah, geeking wise on this, right? It's like looking at an Aaron Kane machine. Aaron Kane is, you know, it, it, I, I don't even know what else to say. Like, he's just a really good machine builder, right? But he turned into more of like a meddler just now. Like, a lot of the stuff that he puts out looks really fucking good. Yes, it runs great because it's an Aaron Kane machine, right? But it's not really about that. It's not, it's, it, this really is, you know, form over function on this stuff. Like, it's starting to turn into a work of art when you get his stuff. You know what I mean? You can always just go get one of those other workhorse ones, you know. They work just. Hurricane's okay, but I'm, I've never been the biggest fan. Um, if it's I were cool. to go like hands down best machine builder, it'd be John Clark. The guy's oh, John a mad Clark's scientist. Stuff is, it's fucking and, like, stupid. Just, yeah, hands down, everyone would say that though in the industry. Everyone right. would, right? That's the well. That's one thing that we. I think that if you don't know who John Clark is, you're tattooing. Go do some fucking homework. You know what I mean? Just like the best fucking machines around. I have a Clark machine that's third hand from another guy. I ended up picking up for like two hundred bucks. It's fucking rad, dude. Just a little fucking small. It's a really good price. (laughs) Yeah, just a little fucking shader, right? Small hand built machine. It's. I don't know how I got it for that price, but it was. It was super cheap. It works really great. You know, just rad. My uh, my shout outs would be, of course, to Corey Rogers. I love Corey Rogers' machines because they're function built. It doesn't matter. It's not pretty. It doesn't like it doesn't matter, right? His stuff is just like punk rock skater. It just hits really fucking hard, you know. If we're going like present day, my favorite machine builder of all time, right? Like aside from John, is actually Eric Fryson. He owns uh, Hooper's Oh yeah, Hurts. fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I stuff's own... fucking rad like 15 of his fucking machines <laughs> what really that's fucking cool yeah dude. but uh every time i go and get a new machine from him we'll we'll just sit down and have a chat and i'll be like yeah i just wanted to run this way it's this this and this etc like he just gets it he knows exactly what i want out of a machine yeah. and then he'll be like cool but like what do you want it to look like? <laughs> so he also appeals to like the geeky uh, artist side of my brain. So I have oh. like a whole set of them that are all Calvin and Hobbes machines. Oh, that's fucking um, cool, dude. I got a couple of them that are just like kind of drilled out, like hole punched, mechy looking almost. Yeah. Um, and then I, he's got one that he made for me and it's just like the thickest fucking most heavy duty bulldog limer but perf- oh nice perfectly chrome and it's oh. got my logo laser engraved on the side of it that's fucking cool dude hell yeah, yeah and a heavy chrome sweet. machine oh that's good how's the vibrations mm-hmm. on that when you run it <laughs> i don't even use it i just oh, look at, you just, look. just set it on a shelf and look at it that's it's fucking, fucking just perfect. beautiful yeah right Let's just say, what's the first machine I had was a Spalding and Rogers quick change chrome machine. I had to run at 9.75 volts to fucking turn over. And I remember my fingers going <laughs> dead when I first started using that. I'm like, right. I braced on this a little nasty, you know? And people are like, yeah, everybody's using it. It vibrated so much the fucking chuck fell off, middle fucking tattoo, just snapped and just fell. I was like, fucking what? <laughs> Drilled out the plate, put in a new fucking base, reused it, used that thing forever until it got stolen. So. And the scariest tattoo machine that I own, and I still own it, is uh, uh, Jake Nicholson made it, and it's uh, it's got the contact on the back end of oh, the machine, so it's I got the those. reverse spring, and like it's strong enough to run like a two hundred mag, like it's nothing <laughs> but pure fucking horsepower, and uh, the f- frame and 
well, obviously the frame's steel, but the side plate on the machine is actually wood. Like it's a wooden planchette. <laughs> oh shit. It's fucking rad. That's really cool, dude. I think kept it sitting here actually. It's like a fucking jackhammer. Yeah, it's Those... brutal. Like nobody should ever tattoo with it realistically. But... <laughs> That's super fun. When you pull something like that out and you look at the client, they look at you. And you can understand in their eyes that they know exactly what's going to happen. And you're like, <laughs> yes, this is going to be that. Yeah, I, I cannot. Uh, uh, I cannot. I'm try sitting to come around here somewhere. I'll take a picture of it and send uh, it to you later. That's cool, dude. I guess that's it for today. Fuck, this is this is way more relaxed. I like this. Maybe, maybe just I like the, the, the experts and stuff. Sometimes it's just nice hanging out, bro. Right. Yeah. Every once in a while, we just have to have a, a chill, relaxing tattoo talk day yeah people people should like what we say as well i don't even know if we can end on anything we should just like do like a traditional outro like do you have anything to plug (laughs) (laughs) we are doing the convention oh yeah Um, we are doing the convention aren't we what is that arquitex convention in hot springs arkansas Mm. october 7th to 9th yeah that's coming up a couple weeks out is it four weeks out We'll be talking yeah. fucking rock and roll. We're gonna be doing a bunch of paintings. I got flash sheets, all kinds of shit. I yeah. keep trying to convince Brooke to do paintings and flash sheets for it. So it'll be me, you, Brooke, probably Katana, maybe TJ, um, maybe TJ, and there might be one or two other tagalongs there. See a fucking I, Carl I come out. Carl, come on out. I know. I might come out too. That'd be fun. That would be fun, dude. I see you guys sweep. I made my banner. And if anyone who's listening would know this, so I made my banner. <laughs> and this is non going fucking funny, funny. I, I know that it's a good banner because I sent it to Brian. He said, That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> and I was like, Fucking nailed it. So we'll, we'll all be there. You're going to see Brian's fantastic spread. If you want to come out to the show, you can come out and say hi. Uh, maybe we'll do a recording one day. I don't know. I guess it depends on how much. Yeah, money it'd, be, it'd be pretty cool to do a show at the show. Yeah, so we'll be doing that. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, fucking website is getting updated with new articles. So, anyone wants over to Better Tattooing, go ahead and do that. That's always fun. I think we're going to start making a bunch of new content have... on YouTube as well. What's up? We're going to have two dudes swag at the show. Is, it, is that yeah, what I'm thinking that. About? Yeah, I want to see. Oh, Adira got, and everyone's gotten the swag that we send them when they're guests, right? So, uh, Adira did, we sent him one of the uh, drink water stupid. Uh, water bottles is what he wanted he said it's fucking great it's a great it, good prints good quality he carries it with him everywhere people at the texas it's... tech university are like that's the best water bottle i've ever seen he's like yeah drink water stupid <laughs> red 1090 on the back it's fucking rad um there was a joanna that said that uh she got her sweater as well and she loved it it's good big plushy good quality nice. yeah i think i don't know if uh tony's got his stuff yet but he should fucking have it as well we're too busy discussing the ethics of bias to i guess maybe discuss what the swag is like <laughs> but we should do that oh and it's on our custom domain now so the the, the swag shop is at two dudes talk tattoos.com the number two dudes talk tattoos dot, uh, at com. it's super simple we'll be updating and maybe adding some more stuff soon yeah i guess that's it you any fucking bombs to drop uh, on us bro sounds like it wow Another one in the hole. Is this number 25? No, it's number 24. Next was number 25. We'll be quarter century in. Wow. Nice. 
Who would have thought this to was a, a quote unquote special show? We'll have to think of something like really insane to talk about. <laughs> that won't be too hard. We'll just pay attention to what happens this fucking week. The Queen of England died, and NASA's trying to fight off aliens. So, <laughs> coming up on the next episode. All right, that's our show for today. Thanks for listening. I was going to say watching, but maybe we'll put up the video of this. If you enjoyed the show, head over to your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any of that stuff. Your reviews help us climb the, uh, was it, the, the, the record charts? I don't know. I kind of think of this as like doing a garage band, and uh, it's, it's fun. <coughs> I'll edit out that cough. Anyways, I hope everyone out there is going to have a great week. We'll see you next week. And uh, until then, bye.